Hello and welcome to the Idaho Reports podcast. I'm Logan Finney. Joining me this week is Kevin Richard of Idaho Education News to update us on the status of North Idaho College. Thanks for joining us, Kevin. Thanks for having me, Logan. I mean, how much time have we got? There's so much going on in North Idaho College to, to get to here. I know. We had you on the show back in December to talk about the accreditation review. And now, b- before we get into all the new stuff, how did that accreditation review turn out? Well, the bottom line here is that North Idaho College is still an accredited community college. And what that means for students is it means that uh, accredits can still transfer from NIC to another school. Uh, dual credits at North Idaho College uh, for high school kids who take a dual credit class, that can still transfer to another college. It means that students can still apply for and receive uh, state opportunity scholarships. I mean, there are a lot. there's a lot at stake in accreditation. It's not just this bureaucratic paper process. So at this point, NIC is still accredited. They've received a warning from regional accreditors to uh, to shore up a lot of uh, management and administrative issues and uh, dysfunction on the board. That dysfunction on the board has uh, shown no signs of abating, however. Yes, that gets us to the newest news, I guess I'll call it. Uh, In a new twist, a number of trustees on the board have actually resigned, leaving the board without a functional quorum. There's supposed to be five members on the board, and with these new resignations, there's only going to be two, leaving them unable to do business. So how how did we get here? Well, it was a two-stage process here, Logan. So in January, Michael Barnes, who had been elected in uh, 2020, he stepped down amid questions about whether he was actually a legal resident of Kootenai County. Now, Barnes had been an ally of Chairman Todd Banducci. He and Banducci and Greg McKenzie formed this uh, sort of conservative wing, if you will, on the NIC Board of Trustees. Uh, They were the three trustees who voted to fire uh, President Rick McLennan back in September uh, without explanation and without cause. And that's uh, you know, led to a lot of other issues, uh, such as uh, a $500,000 settlement that uh, McLennan has received uh, since the firing. So Barnes stepped down in January. And since then, the board has been operating in really a stalemate. You have Banducci and McKenzie still on the board. And you have uh, Christy Wood and Ken Howard, who have been on the board. And those two factions have been in sharp disagreement. I mean, that goes back even before Barnes's resignation. But now you've got uh, you know, two people on one side, you got two, two trustees on the other side, not much getting done, including filling out the board. You know, last week, the four trustees met, couldn't agree on a fifth trustee to round out the board at the urging of the accreditors who said, you know, you really need to get a fifth trustee. The four trustees couldn't agree on a new appointment on Friday. Uh, last week, uh, Christy Wood, Ken Howard announced that they are stepping down from the board effective March 3rd, uh, May 3rd, I should say. So that means that come May 3rd, you've got a board with only two members. State Board of Education is now stepping in, as state law allows them to do, to fill out the three positions on the board. So we'll get appointments from the state board in early May. So Within the span of a few weeks, you're going to have a five-member trustee, uh, you have a five-member board again, but the balance of power is going to shift to three newly appointed members uh, as opposed to the two elected members who are still in office. Yeah, I found it very interesting. In a a statement from the Board of Ed, um, Board President Kurt Liebig had a quote that said, we respect the authority and autonomy of the local elected Board of Trustees. 
And now, effectively, NIC is without a functioning board of trustees, which is an interesting contrast that they tried to be hands-off and are now somewhat forced to step in. Right. And there's kind of a yeah, but to that as well. I mean, yes, uh, what Liebig said last week before these two new resignations was to, to say, you know, we're going to defer, in effect, to the locally elected board to figure things out up there. But the state board has also made it clear that it has jurisdiction over every educational institution in the state, including the community colleges. So you've got this really interesting governance question. Yes, you have community colleges with locally elected boards of trustees. You have these community colleges, partly because they receive local property tax dollars, having a local governance structure in place. But the state board is saying, well, wait a minute, you know, we have jurisdiction as well here. Community colleges also receive state funding in addition to the local funding, in addition to tuition and fees. So you get this. You, you've got a very interesting question of, of governance here. And regardless of which way you interpret that, the bottom line is the state board is going to have considerable influence over what this board of trustees looks like for the next eight months, because their three appointees will serve through the next eight months at a time when NIC is looking for a new president, looking to replace a lot of top administrators, um, facing perhaps enrollment challenges like most community colleges all over the country are, facing potential challenges in terms of fundraising, uh, you know, foundation uh, donations. A lot is at stake right now for North Idaho College and three new trustees are gonna have a considerable say over what happens. And those three new appointed trustees, they will just serve until the November election, is that right? Exactly. So you'll have you know the three trustee races back up for grabs in November. And is this appointment to local boards of trustees, is this an unusual process? Are there examples of where this has happened in other places in the state? There is one recent precedent. Uh, the state board uh, a few years ago appointed board members at the College of Eastern Idaho, you know, after voters approved the new community college in Bonneville County, the state board appointed trustees there. So there is some precedent here, but you know, that's a new community college with a new roster of trustees. This is a, an established community college that is in the middle of a, a firestorm and you know, a local conflagration over a lot of different issues. And what have the reactions to this have been? I, I know I was reading yesterday, uh, Wayne Hoffman of the Idaho Freedom Foundation was calling this a political coup of the conservatives who had been leading the local board. What what have the reactions to this been? Well, among the two remaining trustees, uh, the reactions have been kind of mixed. Uh, Chairman Banducci went on to um, social media on Tuesday to take the state board to task, saying that they're moving at lightning speed. They are uh, looking to, you know, carry out through bureaucratic fiat what they want to do at NIC. Uh, Greg McKenzie put out a little bit more of a conciliatory statement uh, after the resignations and, and said he, he trusts that the state board will will round out the, the the board of trustees and that this will be done without political agendas or settling old scores. Um, and, and yes, I, I had read the, the Wayne Hoffman piece from from Tuesday. And, I will say he raises a, a, a good point, and he makes a good point in the sense that this is an election issue and, and should be an election issue because, you know, the, the question of 
who's in charge at NIC and what the state board's role is in a, in a situation like this. That's a, a good question for candidates for governor and for state superintendent. And that kind of has brings us to our statewide angle. If you're not a Kootenai County resident or, you know, living in the panhandle, you might not be paying too much attention to what's going on at NIC. But really, this comes down to ultimately, where does the buck stop when it comes to local community colleges? There's a lot at stake with a community college in Idaho in 2022. I mean, it's not just the the local students who are attending at NIC's campus. There are students who take dual credit classes through NIC, you know, as part of the state's growing advanced opportunities program. So if there's an accreditation question, then there's a question for those high school students about whether their classes that we are paying for, that we are subsidizing with our tax dollars, whether those credits will actually do those students any good because they'll actually be able to use those credits if they decide to attend NIC or attend any other college in the state. So there's a really important question there. The bottom line, it comes back to that funding issue. Yes, community colleges receive a lot of their money from local taxes, from local property taxes. They derive a lot of their money from tuition and fees, but you also have that state funding component. And that's why the state has a stake. And that's why ultimately um, state taxpayers have a stake in what happens at NIC. And Kevin, you've got a piece coming out this week on Thursday at IdahoEdNews.org. Can you preview that for us? Basically, what I want to look at, Logan, is this very question of you know how we got here and who is ultimately going to have uh, say over the course of uh, the, the direction at North Idaho College, because what we've seen these past two years has been just so much discord and so much disarray coming out of North Idaho College. You know, it's a classic example of how local elections have consequences. Todd Banducci is the guy at the center of all of this. He is the, you know, the eye of the hurricane, if you will. Um, he was elected unopposed in 2020. Even though, you know, he'd been on the board for several years, even though earlier in 2020, his fellow trustees privately censured him over conduct and, you know, how he behaved and how he made other people uncomfortable with his, you know, aggressive behavior. Almost immediately after you know the 2020 elections, when Banducci and Barnes and McKenzie were elected as allies, Banducci was named chair. You had you know, almost immediately questions about whether Banducci was stepping too far into uh, trying to micromanage uh, the president, uh, trying to manipulate or go to bat for students who felt like they were unfairly graded. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff, and this came out almost immediately, right after the elections, right after uh, you know, Banducci was named chairman of that board. One of the first things that board did was uh, rescind a board conduct policy. Uh, they later brought it back into place with some modifications. I mean, a lot happened very quickly in the wake of those elections. So, you know, local elections have consequences. And one of the consequences right now is North Idaho College's whole governance is up in the air because those elections you know, led to this snowball effect of what we've seen in terms of turnover at the top, you know, fired president, exodus of top administrators, questions about you know, who's going to run this college in the long-term, questions of you know, who's gonna actually serve as trustees over the next few months and the next few years. 
it all began with those elections. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to reading that piece. Uh, briefly, before we wrap up here, can you outline what the process for the state board to appoint the new trustees is going to be? Right. So basically, the state board is accepting applicants, I think, through the 25th, I want to say, uh, committee of state board members. I think three state board members will then interview these candidates, select finalists. Those interviews will take place at NIC the first week of May. And then the following day, the state board will fill out the appointments. So May 5th, you have the interviews and those interviews are open to the public. May 6th, the uh, the, trust, the state board will name the three new trustees. Two resignations effective on the 3rd, three possibly new trustees by the 6th. What a whirlwind. That's the state board's plan. And yes, it has been a whirlwind and something tells me it uh, isn't all going to be resolved on May 6th. But, uh, it's all, you know, you know, and that may just be the beginning. Kevin Richard with Idaho Education News, thank you so much for your time this week. Thanks, Logan. Presentation of Idaho Reports on Idaho Public Television is made possible through the generous support of the Laura Moore Cunningham Foundation, committed to fulfilling the Moore and Bettis family legacy of building the great state of Idaho. By the Friends of Idaho Public Television and by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Hi, I'm Marcia Franklin, the producer and host of Dialogue. For more than 25 years, we've been bringing you conversations that matter. More than 150 of those conversations are with writers, and now you can take them with you wherever you go, while you're walking, around the house, or in the car. Just search for Dialogue with Marcia Franklin on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms, and remember to subscribe so that new shows download automatically. Enjoy.